Welcome to the Garden County Sport Podcast. Your hosts are Kevin Stapleton and Alan Owen, with regular guests Emmett and John. Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more on beds, mattresses, sofas, furniture, and rugs. Murphy Liquidation Furniture.ie. David Blake, physical therapist in Ahili. For comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions, including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs, and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organisations at club, county and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087-906-2150. That's 087-906-2150. Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more. With stores in Tala, Nace, Bunclody, Carlo, Gorey, and Wexford Town. Winners Enclosure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 863. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture. New stock arriving each week in all six stores. Murphy Liquidation Furniture. E for more. Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast in Garden County Sport Headquarters. Myself and Alan are joined, as always, by Emmett O'Sullivan. And we have a special guest tonight in County GA Chairman Martin Fitzgerald. As you're very welcome. We're going to discuss a full topic of football for tonight. We're going to treat us to a double podcast this week. We're going to do hurling on Thursday, a preview of the hurling senior final and minor. But tonight we're going to discuss football. We have a special guest on the phone. We have the current, the new incoming Wicklow senior football manager, Davy Burke. Uh, Davy, you're very welcome to the, to the podcast. Thanks very much, lad. Good to be here. Yep, we much appreciate Davy. Uh, best of luck with your tenure with Wicklow. We're really, really excited about it. Um, we're noticed you in Ockram yesterday. How would your take on yesterday go? Yeah, yeah. It was, obviously, it was very, very good start yesterday considering the game we got. Uh, particularly the senior game was an absolute cracker there yesterday. So, um, yeah, couldn't have went much better. Now, yesterday, getting a good getting a good look for over an hour, an hour and a half at, at, at a couple of senior teams there. So, that was good, yeah. Yeah, and you were impressed. Were you impressed with what you what what's on display in Wicklow for your first thoughts of of football in the county? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously there'd be a lot of names I would have known before from from watching from the outside, but uh, also a couple of different guys, my younger guys, maybe came to the fore as well yesterday. So um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely plenty plenty to look at there anyway. Yeah, and, and of course it served up a, a cracker at the end with the penalties and and going to extra time and all. So you got your full value in. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, David, when when are you yourself you're you've got the uh, the job and and um, when is your uh, process going to start as manager of Wicklow? Well, it's it's up and running already. Uh, so you know, it's, every day I'm on the phone. I'm either arranging to meet some of the players. I'm either trying to get a backroom management team finalised and get it in place. And uh, with a view to being full training, you know, so uh, pretty much it's a couple of weeks left of prep and planning to. To be ready to go to get a good run of preseason from from the start of November really is the aim. You know? 
And this is Alan here now, Davey was talking today. Um yeah. and um like what is your your setup for your, your, your panel, your squad of players? Like is it going to be an open book? Are you going to do open trials? Like what, what format have you got in, in place or have you decided yet? Well, no, yeah, no, it's very, very simple. So yeah, it's, it's very much an open panel in that um, you know, it, there's I've I've I haven't worked in England before or with Club before, so you know, uh, there's there's no baggage coming with me, so it's very, very much an open panel, and it's particularly the guys that are pursuing at the Midland Club Championship will be invited in, and then also we will be holding trials, and which are open to everybody. You know, if, if you're eligible to play for Wicklow Senior Footballers, um, you're very much welcoming on uh, for any of the trials as well. So we'll obviously be getting the county board to you know send that message out to the to the clubs as well. And once we have the date finalised, etc. But uh, it's very, very much an, an, an open, you know, an open an open door policy, and even when our you know, say thirty squad or whatever is is finalised. It'll still be open doors in that you know, if guys are producing for the, the league games or whatever it might be for the clubs, you know, they might you might draft the guy in, and vice versa. If you know, if a fella just might be stepping up to senior in the county level, he might be asked to step down. Then you know, so it's it's it, um you know, it'll very much be open ended for the first one. Anyway. Very good, very good. Like you had a great year yourself last year, and congratulations on it. Like what what brought you to Wicklow? Because like, obviously you you must have been you'd have umpteen places you could have went you could have possibly stayed in Kildare yourself like what brought you over to the to the Garden County? Well, thank you very much. First of all, we thought as you know last year particularly obviously being a Kildare man, I would have seen it Dr. Cullen Park uh, a very tight squeeze with Kildare just got out against Wicklow uh, last year in the Leinster Championship. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be certain Wicklow had their best year in the league last year in Division Four so. You know, and also there's a couple of good young um the last couple of seventeens and even the twenties last year. So I would think, you know, division four this year um, you know, it probably isn't as strong as with Derry after getting out of it last year. So I would think there's a massive opportunity to go to you know, to develop them first of all. And second of all, with a couple of young guys coming through and there might be an energy, you know, to re energize the whole thing and really put a push on to get out of division four and also to maintain then division three because you know, there's no point in getting to the division three and coming straight back down and yo-yo. You know, that would be my take on it. So, yeah. so the reason, you know, really, you know, we know is I, I think there's only obviously there's only one way to go, and it's up. And I think over the course of the next year or two, there's a definite opportunity to do that. You know. Yeah, um, I suppose, Davy, like going back uh, a couple of years, like we, we last couple of week, the managers maybe they inherited a squad that they felt wasn't up to the standard of getting straight out of division four. Your thoughts are. You're going to hit the ground running and go straight at Division Four, and hopefully we can get out of it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But but if you if you can look at look at the championship performances last year, you know even if you take the Galera game again, they were very close to a Division Two team who were finished third in Division Two. So you know, um, yeah, absolutely, one might have to be hit the ground running as early as possible, and um, you know, and, and be ready to go for late January when the first round of the league starts. And you know, hundred percent, yeah, that's that, that, absolutely. And as I said. You know, as regards inheriting a squad, if you know if guys were on the panel last year, that's, that's brilliant. Then I'll be invited back. But um, you know, I, I I'd be pretty sure it won't be the same thirty or thirty whatever whatever the, the finalised number is. I'd be pretty sure there'll be a good few changes in it. You know, and um, everybody's eager to hear obviously who your two selectors are. Like, have you have they been notified? Like, have you finalised finalised who they are? Like, no, when they're are not just yet. So no, not just yet. Uh, I'm in the process of trying to finalise that, and that'll be done ASAP. And I'm, I'm, I'm nearly there. So once it's done, don't worry. Um, it'll be out. I just asked that question not from ten years. That's not bad. Look, we're eager yeah. weavers over here. Like we're all we're yeah, mad, yeah, mad for yeah. information. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I know. You'll know. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but that, that's just about it. Look, we just want to wish you the best going forward. If there's anything we can do ourselves to help you, um, just give us a shout and we'll look forward to working with you going through the, the whole Brilliant. coming calendar. Lovely. Thanks very much, lad. Thank yeah, you very thanks, much. Thanks, David. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you. Bye, so that's the incoming Wicklow manager, Davy Burke. Uh, Emmett, your thoughts on, on what you've, you've just heard there? Yeah, look, it all sounds very positive in fairness. You know, it's great to hear the fact that, you know, he's going to have a right cohort division four. I think it's badly needed. I think we need to get out of there. We've been there long enough. Um, sounds really, really, really positive, like he's talking about young and the old. He knows what it's going to take, you know. Um, seems to have his homework really well done, to be fair. And, you know... Uh, good speaker as well it'll always be a help around the dressing room and look I think it's a really positive appointment I think it's exciting times it's it's very good you know with the old structure we've had over the last couple of years and I think it's a great time for a, a young hungry manager like himself to come in to be honest oh definitely yeah no it's a very very attractive job in, in our opinion Martin uh, County Board are obviously very happy with the committee's suggestion of putting them forward and he's got the job it's the right man at the at the right time maybe I, I would agree with that I think Committee under uh, under uh, Alan Smolin. I think done a great job in picking a young manager. He's very enthusiastic. I've met him a few times and talked to him on the phone. Very enthusiastic. Um, that's what Wicklow wants. And he, his main aim now is to get out of Division Four, as Lad said. And that's that. That has to be a positive for Wicklow. Get out of Division Four into Division Three and work from there with the young people, young players on on, on board. Yeah, no, definitely. Alan, you're happy what you heard there as well? I am very happy. I said it. He's already, look, I'm, I'm really interested to see this uh, getting going. Um, he, like, we've lots of youth, we've lots of experience in the senior panel as well. But, like, one good thing is, he's, as he said, he saw what with her minors, he saw her 20s, he's, he knows what's there. Like, you, you said it on the last podcast, like, one of you were talking to one of the managers around Wicklow. Now is the time, it's the most... Um, impressive looking time if you want to be a Wicklow manager or someone to get involved in it to go at this like it shows that the academies wor- have worked they are working if you buy into them like and show the young lads a bit of love and not sounding sound cheesy things like that you know what I mean but like the footballers are there like we done we went and picked an, a 23 an under 23 uh, squad there the other day like and the names that's on it you know, they're just phenomenal like you know for people to say that well, we stopped at 35 yeah. names but there is, there is more than 35 out there for us like but uh, like there is serious potential coming through in the, in the, in the county Hopefully, Davy can get the best out, and hopefully, he can. And just to look at the last couple of weeks in Ockram, the, the, the beast of football, you might say, that we've been treated to over the last couple of weeks. You know, you know, not like we've great young footballers, but we've good, we've good steady men there that have been around for a few years as well. And you're going to need them to get out of Division Four as well. Like we can, you know, we can throw everything on hand with youth and, and go all out. We probably need a few older heads and other hands to get. You know, going to Waterford and these places to try and get wins in February and March and I think you know look I, I think it's fantastic I just, well, I just think it is a great time to, and what we've seen over the last couple of weeks in from junior B junior A the whole way up there's, there's great talent there and there's a, you know he's going to have great talent at his disposal for this couple of years he definitely will yeah 100% agree with that we'll move on um, Emmett we'll talk about the, the senior the senior semi-finals yesterday yesterday in Ockram Arklow, Jersey and Blessington played out an absolute thriller. Extra time. Arklow, or sorry, Arklow reduced to 14 men. Blessington come back, goes to extra time. Arklow down to 14 men. Blessington get a goal. Arklow come back again, goes to extra time. Or goes to penalties. Penalties go to five each and it ends up four all. And and it, and Martin, you, you decided then it was time to, to stop it. And 
both teams deserve the replay on, on balance. Yeah, well, as we all know, uh, the story on, on uh, extra time was brought in by the clubs, no replay up to, up to the finals. But penalties was also brought in by the clubs, and I was discussed at the county board meeting, and I think there was only one club at the county board meeting uh, was against penalties. So we had to go with that, and the CCC had to go with that. But after five penalties, I think player welfare come in. We, uh, when we come to sudden death, I think player welfare come in in that case yesterday. I was actually very tense. It was a great day for the neutral, probably. But from blessing and AGB players and their supporters, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a pretty sight to be seen. A player missing a penalty, maybe. So for player welfare, we, that's why we pulled it. Yeah, and, and actually, we've been we joining us on on the on the line here at the moment is Paul Wilson from the the CCC as well, and um, fixtures committee. Paul, um, how are you doing, Paul? Good evening. Are you able to hear us? Good evening, lads. Yeah, I yeah. can hear you. Like yeah. Hear, yeah. Um, no, we're just trying to clear up a few matters that are going around there around the county at the minute and um, social media and things like that. You you heard what Martin had to say there, did you? Um, I just caught the end of it. To be honest, Alan, I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, yeah at all. that's no other. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're just trying to like just clear up like what what happened yesterday, what went through, why it, why it happened, why it went through, you know, um, things like that. Um, <clears throat> we're just trying to let the, the keyboard warriors really know what like what the process was and why like if you want to just kind of r- r- roughly talk us through it there. Well, well, basically that as you know, there was a um, a motion passed or a bylaw passed by the county board that there would be a result on the day, and that's that's to deal with fixture congestion and to give people a fair chance of playing because there is a finite amount of weekends in the year and that's the bottom line. And everybody wants to play at the weekend. Everybody wants rest days. And there's only so much that you can actually squeeze into um, the fixtures because we have a clock dead stop date of um, the Leinster uh, Club Championship. So we have to get dates, uh, fixtures paid by that. Yesterday, um, up to now, we'd had to, you know, it was in there all right for extra time and penalties, and this is the first time it came to. And when the uh, full time whistle went, um, I went down onto the pitch um, just to make sure that everybody knew the, the procedure. Um, it then went extra time when uh, Chris got that point, and, you know, what a point uh, under such pressure and all, I hands off to, to him, fantastic um, composure to do it. Um, I, you know, we knew it was going to go to penalties. Now, um, both clubs pleaded at the time for it, you know, to go to a replay, uh, but under the bylaws, it had to go to the penalty shootout. Um, Martin and myself had a discussion, and, and uh, there was a, a there is a weekend free, as you know, or a day free next Saturday. And, uh, you know, Martin asked me, uh, would I have an objection if, if after the five penalties, would... Uh, if uh, we went to a replay rather than put us through to a, a sudden death. And I, I, in the circumstance and everything else, I agreed to it. Um, I, I stand up and I say that quite freely. I think it was the right thing to do. Um, and, and that decision had been made before the first penalty was struck in the, in the, um, in the, in the five penalties from each side. Yeah, well, look at that. That that's good to hear. Like, it's good to know. Like, it's good to get it out there and let people know, and make a statement on it. Um, so like going forward, then next week, like the next weekend, the match is fixed for Saturday. It has to finish just to make people clear. Yes. It has to finish. Yeah, because no, and, and this is and this is the thing. And, and and even if I look at the junior A semi-finals or next week as well, next Saturday, uh, the problem posed is that we have that two-week gap. So that gave us the the, the opportunity to to facilitate that. 
that opportunity is not there going forward. So, you know, otherwise you'll have a situation where a team will have to go out. You know, for example, if the final was next week, it would have meant that uh, Blessington and, and, and uh, Arco would have had to play midweek after having a very strenuous match. Like, the, the effort that both those teams put in yesterday was absolutely incredible. It was a fantastic game of football, fantastic advertisement. Um, my hat off to both teams. They were fantastic. But then for them to try and go out and play a final then three days later, three games in seven days, it's just, they'd stand no chance. Whoever, you know, is part of that process would stand no chance in a final against a team that has rested for a couple of weeks. So, you know, next week for at the senior finals, just to be very, very clear, and I've said this to all the clubs, and we have mixed the, the, the match for Ockram on Saturday at half three. That is subject to weather conditions. We uh, were very mindful that it's it's the premier hurling uh, event on Sunday, uh, the hurling, the senior hurling final, and if there is any um, possibility of all at all of the pitch being damaged or or, or um, uh, the weather conditions affecting um, the pitch uh, with the, the football, we will look for an alternative venue for the football semi-final, just to be very clear. Um, but no, the, the, the matches now are the semi-finals in the junior A and the, the, the replay in the in the senior will go to uh, extra time if it's a draw at the end of full time. And then at the end of extra time, it will go to five penalties from each um, team and then to sudden death situation from the penalties just to make that very, very clear to everyone. Yeah, and just on the sudden day and things, is after you, you you take your five, you name three after that again from your five, is that correct? Or you just just leave it the way it is? The same five? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the same five, just going on rotation. Right, that's um, grand. The way that it, that's it, grand. It, the regulation. And like, yeah, just so. just going back to that, that rule that was brought in at the start of the year, like we, we had meetings about it and we sat down with, with delegates and things like that and it was voted. Like there was one other lad, it was Damien Byrne had a, had a vote or he had brought in a, 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 a rule that he wanted after extra time, it was five minutes of extra time again and it was, vo- it was voted on the night that night. Now it's, there was people there that mightn't have been bringing a lot of information back as to their delegates, to the clubs and things like that. And yeah. like it, like the rules went through. It, if if the right information is not being brought back to the by the delegates to their clubs, that that unfortunately is not the CCC's fault. Isn't that correct? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We we went through the regulation in, in great detail with the clubs on the night, and Damien in fairness put in a a, a proposal where he was looking for an additional five minutes each way and an additional five minutes each way, and you know the feeling from the county board meeting and the clubs at the time was. You know, that certainly doesn't lend itself to player welfare because you're literally asking lads to play on till doomsday yeah. and then potentially play another replay midweek. And it was felt by the clubs at the time that, you know, you know having a finite end was a far more, you know, uh, simple way to do things. Yeah. Um, and and, it, and it, it kept it very transparent and clear for everybody. Um, and, you know, people talk about the sudden death uh, penalty and how hard it is if someone misses a penalty. Um, I would say the same for Chris O'Brien. Chris O'Brien stood up there in the last minute with a 30-yard free, knowing that if he missed, they were out of championship. So there's no difference between that and a sudden death penalty. Yep. Um, and, and that's, you know, that was pointed out to me today by somebody, and I thought it was a very good analogy of the whole subject you know no 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 that's looking that's it look at the, we, we just basically mm-hmm. want to get the word out there because there was a lot of people giving out around the place and look at they are them the lads on with their, their, 
trigger happy fingers as I like to say on the keyboard warriors like and some of them yeah. in, in my in my book they don't know what what they're talking about like we worked very hard this year to to get everything back on track like there's been 79 games in Ockram already well, this year well actually I'll not to contradict you there but I actually looked it up there um, and you know I have to say Johnny and the, the crew in Ockram what a job there's been 92 games in the county grounds this year to date there you and are. the pitch is in unbelievable condition so 92 games have been played already this this year. So, you know, to Johnny and the, the crew in Auckland, fair play to you. And people need to remember that, you know, there's people there two hours beforehand setting everything up. They're there an hour afterwards cleaning up everything. They do a fantastic job. Yeah. An absolutely fantastic job. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, 92 games to date. Yeah. Just, just on, that, uh, on that, Paul, we have a, probably a unique championship in Wicklow that everyone gets at least five games in Wicklow. Uh, everyone gets at least five games in the championship in both senior and intermediate and like that, that's a lot of Sundays and a lot of weekends and also the hurling every second weekend again the senior footballers goes out uh, the, uh, and the senior hurlers goes out the championship there's very very little weekends to play with and that's why this was probably and I think the viewers should know that's why the, 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 uh, this was probably brought in the way it, the way yeah. it was brought in because we, we haven't enough yeah. weekends and in the next year and the year after, it's probably going to be worse because the yeah, club right. championship is going to be, there's no St. Patrick's Day club championship. The All-Ireland club championship final is going to be in December. So we're going to have to push back our championships again and, and probably compa- compound them into the one one little space. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's real challenges that people aren't aware of on the fixtures mm-hmm. and especially for next year because the whole season is going to compress even more. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if, if you go to a situation where, you know, you don't have this result in the day and other counties are going to start bringing us in, don't be under any illusions. Um, if not, you're looking at people facing playing game three, possibly four games in a week when it gets to the tail end of the season. And is that really what you think is the best for the sport? I definitely don't think it is. I think that the way forward is the result on the day. And once everybody goes out there knowing that that is the case, you know, I think anybody that was in Ockham yesterday, the excitement... The tension, the it was it was unbelievable atmosphere at Ockram yesterday. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, we we probably when the calendar when the calendar tightens back, we're going to be coming back three weeks, I believe, next year and the year after. Yeah. We possibly won't be able to run the championship the way we're after run. Bar we start, well, it, it, bar we start in March, April. Yeah, there's going to be some very tough decisions that clubs are going to have to make. Absolutely. Um, and and clubs should probably clubs should yeah. be probably thinking about that now for next year and not. Not have yeah. their delegates going to the county board meeting and don't know what's happening. Yeah, the county board, like, uh, and, and just to be clear here, like the CCC hold, at the end of the year, there's a, there's a fixture review meeting. We take feedback from the clubs. There's been major changes made this year and there'll be major changes made next year, hopefully, because we're always trying to get, improve and, and, and get things better. Um, but it is so important that clubs attend these things and they give their viewpoints. And especially for the fixtures um, review meetings and that, I would encourage any player, come to the meeting, make your point, say what you got to say. You know, we do take account, but we are trying to do the best job that we possibly can. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't always go the way somebody wants it to, but it is not for the want of trying. We are trying to do our best and be as fair as possible to all clubs. I can't stress that enough. Um, all clubs, um, we try to treat as fair and equally as possible. 
Yeah, well, look, that, that covers nearly all base. Just hold on to our thing, Emmett. Yeah, no, look, lads, I just wanted to say, look, as you said, there's negative feedback from everywhere. I just want to commend you on your decision yesterday. I think it, it took it took a bit of guts to stand up and do what you've done. I think the game, I think both of these clubs deserved another day out. I honestly do. I think it's great for football within the county. It was a big decision to make. And you made it, and you stood up and made it. I think you need to be commended on that. I know the fixtures set up is not easy. And um, look, and I say my own club, can you don't help things. You know, a couple of lads from Anacorra and here and there playing. You know, you have Glenealy, Rat New, the whole thing. You have a couple of Pats lads now hurling with Glenealy as well. And if I, and it, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't make things easy. And that's what tightens up the calendar at this time of the year. But I have to commend you on yesterday. At how it was a, a great decision, and it's. Really looking forward to seeing both those teams going to play again, and I think fair play to you on what you've done there yesterday. Yeah, well, well, I appreciate that, but um, you know, in fairness, it was Martin that you know brought to me, you suggested it, and I went along with Martin. I think Martin has has done a huge amount of work this year, and uh, you know, gets a bit of stick, uh, some of it deserved, but most of it not deserved. I have to say, you know, Martin as a chairman is doing a great job, um, and. Uh, you know, he does listen to clubs and it was the right call. You know, he, it was a tough decision, it was a tough call and he stood up and he made that call and fair play to you, Martin, you know. Well, look, at, we want to thank Martin and we want to thank Paul. We're going to move on to stuff now. Paul, thanks very much for the call. We're sorry for taking up uh, some of your time. I know you're only in the door, but look, at, we'll talk to you there again. Thanks very much. No problem at all. Best of luck, lads. Thank you. We uh, go to a quick ad, Adam, will we? Yeah. We go to a quick ad and we'll be back to you then in 30 seconds. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more on beds, mattresses, sofas, furniture, and rugs. Murphy Liquidation Furniture.ie. David Blake, physical therapist, Tinahili. For comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions, including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs, and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organisations at club, county and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087-906-2150. That's 087-906-2150. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more. With stores in Tala, Nace, Bunclody, Carlo, Gorey, and Wexford Town. Winners Enclosure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 863. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture. New stock arriving each week in all six stores. Murphy Liquidation Furniture. Dolly for more. Welcome back. Um, Emmett, we'll start off with Saturday's fixtures. Um, the. Uh, there we go. Yeah, we're back. Sorry. Emmett, we'll start back off with the semi final on Saturday between St. Pat's and Avondale. A tight first half. A great goal from Dean Healy before the break, and then Pat the Pat's juggernaut just came out in force in the second half. Yeah, look, it was, it was a really good uh, first half. I think Pat's were asked questions by this Avondale team that hadn't been asked. I think uh, Pat's were asked a few questions by this Avondale team that haven't been asked of them all year. Um, Avondale done really well in the first half, won a lot of breaks around the midfield, which seems to be Pat's forte. 
Um, that goal just before half time, Dean Healy again. We've said a few times he'd been relatively quiet, but he just came up, stormed through the middle, and, and scored a peach of a goal that kept Pats. I think it was a two point cushion going in at half time. And look, you know, they just came out in the second half and rattled off a, another couple of scores, and all of a sudden they're, they're six, seven points out. And you, you know, you're just not, you're not scoring eight or nine points on this Pats team without reply. This, this Pats team in particular, like, I, I, see them as a once in a generation sort of team we had the bottom last in the 90s we had a rat new in the mid 2000s and we've this pats team now like they're going i think they could dominate for five or six years but the, the best thing about them is they seem to always get goals at the most important times yeah, when they need it big teams get big scores at big times i suppose is often said about them and say you know that we, we talked about the great kenny hurling team i suppose it was always a goal just on the stroke of half time it was always a goal just after half time pats seem to have that knack of getting big scores at big times you know Look, they're a really well-oiled outfit. I mean, you're saying, you know, this a team of a generation. This team now, like, they were beaten in three finals. You know, they played it. This will be their sixth final now in six years, taken in the replay last year. So, like, they have been, or the, the, the bulk of this team have been around now. They've came on with some great footballers. Patrick O'Kane and Kieran McGehigan, these lads have come in as well, you know, with some great... But a lot of these lads now, this will be their sixth final in six years, and... You, People tend to forget that, you know. So they, they have been there. They have been, you know. And I think, I think they're eighteen, eighteen championship matches now, without a defeat. Or I think it's only one defeat in eighteen. Yeah. Something along those lines. So like, they're they're a serious serious outfit at the minute. And look, but like as I said, Avondale really put up a ball show in the first half, and just maybe you know. They asked a lot of Eugene in the first half. Eugene done lined out quite corner forward. He he his job seemed to be. To sweep for the first few minutes in front of Tommy Kelly, and then was asked to go back and push up on his man every time, which you know at all was hard on him. But a big factor to me coming off, and I was I've been in that dressing room was Barry Sheen and, and Eugene came off the field at the same time. They, they put in two good shifts, but they're two of your leaders, they're two of your organizers, and the two of them came off at the same time. And I just think Avondale just for that five ten minutes after that they were just caught in a whirlwind. Yeah, no, it seemed to be. Um, no, like uh, as I was saying, like I think the past this past team could go on to dominate now for a few years. Alan, you were impressed enough with them too. Yeah, look, what we we talked about it last week as well. Like, and you're you're on about Eugene and things like that. Like, and you said Eugene went and he done sweeping, but that's also loosening up a man in the Pats back line that you can't do because any of them will want to get forward. Like they don't like trainer done a, an excellent job started off on um, on Connor Bourne. And then Paddy O'Kane went in onto him, you know, but like they've just, they, they have it everywhere, you know, every, every inch of the field from one to 15. I thought John just, Crow was fantastic. John Crow, like I, 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 I said to him in the press box as well, I think he, he's a fabulous footballer. He's very fit. He has it everywhere. And he probably won't mind me saying this, but <laughs> he just can't show at times. Now he got two points, but he dropped two short into the keeper's hand. He done so much. And, and he could have left, sure, left the field with six or seven. He could have had, you know, but like he worked so hard and like, I, I'm, I'm sure he was, <laughs> he was seek himself after working so hard and getting the hell of defence and breaking to drop two short into the keeper's hands like that because it's all it, even if it went wide the ball is dead because it's gone straight back up where you're after taking the hell you know and like, that's not being um, overly critical to you John because I think you're, you're a very good footballer and your work rate around the field like if he was a little bit more clinical with his finishing he has the whole package in my own book like to talk about the Dean Healy's the Podge McWalters and things like that like I think John Crow doesn't get enough recognition for all the dirty work he does around the field yeah, no, look at they're they're very good. They're very good doing like the 
They're just a, such a sleek outfit. I mean, they bring on Johnny <coughs> Delahunt there near the end, like he's, he's mad to get his place back. As you said, yeah, but Patrick O'Kane's, the John Crows, they're just such a sleek outfit at the minute. They're seamless. Everything they do is seamless, you know. And even even though you were looking coming to half time saying how well Avondale were doing against them, you kind of knew in the back of your head there was something coming as well. They're just that team at this minute that you just think it's it's not going to happen. You know, it's just. Like I honestly think whoever's going to beat them is going to have to try and put three or four goals past them, and I think they've only conceded one in the championship so far. So that's a good start now. Yeah, that is a good start. Yeah, you know, Barton that's got a penalty, I think, and I think that's the the only goal has been put by them. Going to have to look into that. That that's but, a very good start, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and like you know, their winning margins are fairly. Yeah. You know, like they're they've won eight, nine, ten points. You know, I think. Kerogan ran him closest in the first match of the year. Yeah. So and they played a double sweeper against them. If I'm right, so look, look again. They're just they're I suppose they're an hour away. They're waiting on the winners. I mean, you know, there's a massive task now for these these two semi finalists with with the Jerseys and Blessington to go extra time last week, go toe to toe this week, and then have Pat's waiting on the third week for you. It's 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 a fair task. Like we look every week, we look at the Pat's panel. We have. A list of names that like, there's more names on the on the program than there is on the fifteen that starts. We see Niall Donnelly was their full back, sort of their number For one the number final. one full back. Yeah, like if he was fit, he'd be their, their full back. Matthew Trainer goes in this week and puts in a serious performance. I said last week I'd have him on the Hurling County team. I'm sure Davy Burke was looking at him on Saturday going, This lad's got he it. Just, like. uh, I mean that's why he's just as fitted in seamlessly. He's a fella like a lot of people up until Three or four weeks ago, probably didn't know Matthew Trainer played football, you know, and that's no disrespect to, to Matthew Trainer, but he's just walked in at full back and he's almost, as I said at, at one of the match, he's almost Mick Lyons esque. He just comes out, everything in front of him goes out, and he's ball, he can carry ball, he can play it, you know. It's just, and as you said, like I think number thirty five and thirty six were Niall Donnelly and Donny Fitzgerald. Yeah, they were full back and centre forward in, in the league final. And, and, and they've picked up injuries and they're trying to get back in and that's you know any other team you know you're you're back in you're probably mm. they're probably pushing you a week or two before you should be back you know but that's just where they are at the minute and as i said like they're they're, they're a serious outfit at the minute to be fair you're a little bit half on your stat there emma i think they're all gone bottom class yeah and and there's three goals Blessing yeah. got a goal as well yeah yeah so like <laughs> so like basically you're wrong like, don't worry, Emma, 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 we have ammunition coming up now in a little while. On this I know, that's why I'm getting in. That's yeah, why I'm getting yeah. in early because the boats were coming uh, under me. Left, yeah. I just left the door a little bit open there, so I won't feel as bad when you get there later on. But, but yeah, no, but like going back to just at the stroke of half time, yeah, they, they, they just they, they come in a wave, like, as we said, they're, they're powerhouses. The way, like, you could even hear John Hines saying in the, the commentary that when they break, watch this. You know, because they just explode up the field from half back, half forwards, full forwards. Like Tommy Kelly is immense at the minute. Like and even like Davy Burke, you have to have him on speed dial, lads. You know, I mean, get him in, put the arm around him, show him a bit of love, say Tommy, we need you, but, because but the county needs to like the Tommy Kelly. The thing about Pat's play at the minute is Tommy doesn't have to come out any further than twenty yards. You know, what I mean, he doesn't have to come fifty yards out to win a ball. The ball has got him to him in the danger area. You know, that's the beauty of the game they're playing at the minute. They do really well. They work the ball really well. But you're able to get it within that 20, 30 yard where Tommy is so dangerous. And he doesn't have to come out. You know, 
it's very like it's but look at some of his scores like just at, at the end of the match the other day like you were saying oh he has the ball in his right foot he's looking for someone he turns with the left foot his weak foot absolutely sends over a monster of, course, of those, a scoreless two scores he got were, were unbelievable yep. like and like you know Isir Shakirin is no back number I know this chap like he's no back he's a really really good player like and he you know he's had two hours on Tommy there now and to be fair to him like I, I wouldn't like to be in his position you know he didn't they, they tried to give him more cover on Saturday but like you know he's a really really good player and like Tommy Kelly is just at a different level at this minute as, as forwards wise to be fair no he yeah 100% like and like they're scoring so much you know they really really are and they're not even relying on the likes of Stephen Duffy to do as much anymore because they have it everywhere. And that's not being critical of Stephen Duffy because he is still pulling the strings in there and doing what he's doing. Like, I think he only wrapped up with two, two scores the other day there, you know. Like, so, there, there's so four, much pressure took off. Four or five players getting two scores. I think yeah. Kieran McGehigan got two, you know. Could have had a goal. Two, like, McGehigan could have had a goal his first hit hack, you know. Six yeah. points and Tommy probably getting one five or six. You're up to one twelve. You know what I mean? Like, Dean two goals from the middle of the field. Like, as you said, the lads popping up all over the place getting scores. But I think, you know, you can't take away from Avondale either. You know, they, like, in the group stage, they got blown away a bit. They really, I think, I think they've done, Avondale done better around the midfield for a long period of that game than anyone has done against Pats up, up until now. I think they've done really, really well. I think Barry Sheen was doing really well. You know, people say about the legs and everything else, but they were so hungry on the breaks, the Bakers. These lads, they got in, they got around Pats and, and they asked them big questions for a long period. You know, and as, as we said, look at the two goals at crucial times was was the big thing. Like, and, and, you know, goals win games and that's, that doesn't change. Yeah, it was a level game up until that goal. It was uh, six points apiece. That goal came in the 28th minute and put it 1-6 to six points. It was 1-6 to seven and a half time. Avondale came out in the second half, uh, or sorry, there was another goal, um, Tommy Kelly's goal after a run forward from Matthew Trainer was in the ninth minute of the second half. Avondale almost got back in again with another uh, goal, of their, goal, sorry, a goal of their own, Alan. Yeah, there was a goal chance there in the 11th minute, like it, looked like it was a little bit of a, a, a glimpse of hope, but just the shot went wide, just wide at the post, like if they had got that, they were, they were back in the hunt, but like some days it works, some days it doesn't, but like they definitely had their work done, like they, they smothered up Conor Byrne. They couldn't get Conor Byrne on, on, on the ball. Like, the, when he eventually come out and got a score, like, he punched the air. He was delighted to get the score, to get get registered. But, like, obviously Casey and his panel had the damage, had had the work done that he was not going to get that supply of ball that they got again right now. You know what I mean? To keep him loose. And, like, I was just watching him off the ball. Like, wherever he went, trainer was all over him. And the same with, with Paddy O'Kane. They just, they had no other job to do. Wherever you go, I'm with you. And that, that's what you call man-marking to the best. Yeah, and they're too, like... Kane and Trainer are two fit, athletic, you know, good footballers. Like, you know, they'll handle and almost any player. Like, to be fair, you know, and again, that was the, probably the worry with with Avondale going into this. They were probably going to have to try and be a little bit more defensive than they were the first day, and that brings its own problems. Then at the other end of the field, trying to get scores, and it, it kind of sucks the life out of you a bit. But like, what way do you go against this Pats team? But actually, like the first ball went in, it was. Kind of ballooned in fairly high to to Connor. Uh, trainer had nothing else in his mind. He put knuckles and fists straight through that ball, and if Burns' fingers were on it, they were going with it. He was showing that if any ball is coming in here, you're not getting it, son. You know what I mean? This is my area. Yeah, and again, you see that I suppose the beauty of Pats at the minute, they're all playing for their place in the final. You know what I mean? Like if they know if it's a bad hour here, you know that's that's a big list to be at the bottom of. You know what I mean? And 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 I suppose that's where that's where they're all you know looking for. And again. 
Pats will have a clear run now a fortnight, you know, maybe two of the lads involved in the hurling Sunday, two or three of them. Alright, but like they'll have a clear run to the foot, you know, and as I said, the Jerson bless I'll have to go and do it all again. Well, there's definitely one man around Wicklow Town doing cartwheels at the minute and it's Casey. Because no matter who he's playing, they're going to be tired. And there's no point saying they're not lads because they're going to have to try to recover, try and get back right. Looking, they're, they're in good condition, both teams that are coming up again. And both, like, they'll, have got, they'll have got their rest, regrouped, and I'd say injury-free. By the looks of things coming off the field there, I don't think Pat's picked up any I injuries. I wouldn't have seen Casey as a lad now to be doing cartwheels. He's very good ahead now. He is, yeah. Yeah, down the fairway there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so the paths roll on, the steam train rolls on, as we said yesterday, or Saturday, sorry, um, a, a good win for them. They will be playing the winners of the replay of Arklow and Blessington, as we discussed. I mean, that game, a dream start for Blessington. Arklow came back, I think they went five points down to four points up in the second half. Then... Blessington fought their way back into it. Blessington started extra time with a goal and Arklow had to fight back again. I had everything, didn't it? Just everything. I mean, <laughs> you know, you go, you go down to watch a match and we said here we thought it was going to be a really good game of football. We said, you know, we thought it was going to be like open. We'd, but you couldn't have you couldn't have even dreamt of what was coming. You know, it was absolutely unbelievable. You know, after 12, 13 minutes, you were probably looking around saying, how much are blessing they're going to win this by? They absolutely came out and steamrolled Arklow for 12 or 13 minutes and it looked like it could have been anything. And almost as as quick as they started, the switch went out and the Jers came back and took like And for the Jers to be hit five, six points down early, not score a goal and get back and be level, you know, at, at full time and at extra time, like to ship two goals and didn't score one themselves and they kept coming back, and kept coming back for more. And then, as you said, it looked like the Jersey took complete control at, at the next stage of the game, you know, and Blessington had to knuckle down and come back. And it was just, it was a fantastic spectacle. I mean, there was, you know, the, every, you just couldn't take your eyes off it. Every inch of the field was covered. The ball was up and down the field. I mean, and from the commentary point of view, the hurling was easier to commentate on because it was actually so fast moving. And, you know, and you'd never say, you'd never say that normally. like No, you know, no, you'd never, and you'd never think on, but like, it was absolutely, and you know, to be fair, and we'll probably talk about a few little bits of decisions right like I'd say Gareth Whelan had to be wrecked as well to be fair to him like to try and keep up with that level of game for, for 80 minutes it was just unbelievable like you know yeah I, I just thought I had everything it was the package like for us anyway where we were it was it was Christmas you know what I mean like the, like from start to finish as you say like the, just, just the steamrolled them and it just like that the airlines hadn't come out of the dressing room and because the power that Blessing didn't bring. They just ran and ran and ran and they just couldn't hold them off. Like, and they went five points down and then they go four points up. Like, it, it swings and roundabouts. Like, you know, and then, as I say, we'll, we'll talk about the, some of the big decisions here now at the minute. But, like, I I can't, like, I thought Garrett done a good job on the, on the game to a certain degree. I, I really do. Um, and like, he needed he needed help around by, by some of his officials that, that, that they're there as a unit. And I think he was let down by by some of them. And some of the decisions, some of the big decisions come from his, his officials, not him. Like, he can only go on the word he's given, you know. But in saying that, like, I would say David Burke was there to look at the game. Like, and the lads say that... The what, we, better, we, what better ah, introduction he could have got to it? Because, you know, as I said, like, you could pick you could pick a team out of two teams there nearly to bring with you for your first panel. Yeah. You know, like, there was lads standing up all over the field. I mean, as we said, like, 
Owen Kyo started on Dara Fitz, ran riot for 10 minutes, you know. That's called one too often. Dara Fitz went out centre forward for Jerry's, played really well. You know, Chris O'Brien, there was, you know, there was just, there was ballers all over the field, you know, and it was, you know, and, and like, you, we spoke about, John spoke at length one night here as well about, you know, uh, Blessington under kickouts. They won't have been happy with their kickouts again. You know, and, and it was the strangest thing of all time because Hartledgers looked to be clean in Blessington now on Blessington's kickouts. And yet Hartledgers kept going short with their own. You'd imagine if they were getting on so well on Blessington's that they went long down on their own kickouts as well, but they didn't. That's obviously the thing to do is go short with their own kickouts. But it was just one of those games that you just actually didn't know what was coming next in, you know? Yeah, Alan, you done stats on, on the kickouts yesterday. It was, it was very interesting reading during the game. Yeah, look, it was hard to keep up with some of them at times as well, Like, but on the kickouts alone, like, Blessington lost 12 of their own kickouts. You know, that's that's a massive stat. 12, 12 out of... I'd have to do all the counting up 23, there. is 23, it? 23, yeah. That's over, that's over half. Like. It's over half. That's, you know, as we said, for such a big start. And like, you know, Gavin Murray was warming up on a number of occasions in this match. And, you know, he didn't appear to me a team losing that many kickouts. It is. And, to and say, like, like, if he's injured or something, fair enough. But, like, he was warming up. Very strange decision, you know. But and even when the, it, there were three points up near the end of, of uh, extra time. And, like, as I said... Bring out the three McLapton's bum under the stand and kick it down on top of them. Like, you know, just put three big men under the chances are you're going to win it. They needed to win it. And they just couldn't. They just couldn't hold on to their own kick out. To be fair to the Arcladgers, they came at them and came at them and they got back at the right time. And, you know, on the flip side, we were talking about Philip Healy going off. Then Stephen Hurley went off and you were kind of saying... But butcher before that. Yeah, and you were kind of saying, who's going to kick freeze here? But again, Chris O'Brien steps up. You know, five five points off him. Like he was absolutely like, it was like unbelievable. So like it just it was just one of those games that no matter no matter what you thought was going to let you down, nothing did, to yeah. be honest. And then, you know, we had the penalty shoe out right at the end and look, as I said, I'm just delighted that we can go again Saturday and see these two teams ahead again, to be honest. I think it was a great call by the, the lads to call it up after the five penalties. Four points all and I just it's just great that we can that we can get it there. is like you just look up at matchups around the field and people are asking me today who played in this position who played I, I said I couldn't honestly tell you who played everywhere because they were just everywhere they just what yeah. like and I, I would be a little bit critical on, on one or two of the lineups that um Philip Healy is look he's getting on on in years and he wouldn't mind you saying that you know I mean he's not an out and out sprinter up and down the field and they left him on Barry Murphy that will go from end line to end line and I just saw him one time Barry took off and Philip was after him and he was absolutely gassed after it gassed and he had to go nearly stand at the sideline over near the dugout just to try get into a little pocket of space but get a breather as well because the man was dead on his legs like and we were like he got eight eight frees out of nine I think did he, he miss one I think that's phenomenal like but then Stephen Hurley stood up and the first one he had to take was nearly 21 yards out for a left foot kicker like side. on his wrong side and the out, outside of the boat laces you know it was an absolute phenomenal kick like and then Cullerton come in and you're three points down first kick first kick of the game why you why you, you charged it to do Try kick it over the bar, and he did in a uh, tight semi-final. Oh, like <laughs> a, a, a young lad as well coming in there, you know. Yeah. Um, but like you're on about leaders as well. I, I thought uh, Kieran Highland was absolutely immense. They say he hasn't played a whole lot of football. I think he got hurt in the first game, and he has. They've been minding him ever since to get him right. And like he started off, he got their first score. Like he took some serious knocks, but took the game to them. You know, he really, really did when he needed him as a leader. Like, and he was a leader as leaders do. But equally with Chris O'Brien. 
You said it, Kevin. Like, like he, as a county star, like you want to say a few words about there. No, well, I, I just thought Chris was was immense. I thought he was he was a leader for Arkle as well. Like he, as you said, you're looking at county players to stand up and be counted on a, on the big day. Chris O'Brien kicked in five points. I know there's a couple of frees, but like the free at the end or pressure three frees, pressure frees. The free at the very end to level it. Like I know it was in front of the post, but we've seen the best of the miss him over the years. Desi Dolan missed one in the Leinster semi final to beat Mead. You know, back in the nineties. I know we're going back, but like for a young man. He kicked two important frees in the first, or two important points from play in the first half for a county footballer. I think he was the, the foot, like he really stood up to the mark. You had Andrew Marr as well. You had Jack Hamilton was immense. He had a great game as well, you know. And uh, and on the other side, you actually had lads marking one another who were played really well. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it was that sort of a game that was just it was gung ho. It was up and down the field. It was it was unbelievable. You know, the Kevin Hanlon on the other side was very carry ball all day. You know, Stephen Bone was very good. Like, there was just players all over the field here. And again, it's just great to be able to go Saturday at half three again and get a look at, at this again because it was unbelievable. Well, you're looking at a, at a, a team, I suppose, to concede 15 points in normal time. But like, I thought the best in the full back line were very good. You know, yeah. there's 15 points gone against them, but still, they put in a good game. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and that was the nature of the game. You know, I mean, look, at the other end, you know, the the Jers fullback line were very good, you know, and they conceded two goals. Like we'll probably talk about one there. There was an eek of a square ball. I thought at the time wasn't. I thought the ball came in across the square. I was talking to a few people after were down that end and they were pretty adamant that it was. I was actually talking to an umpire that wasn't on duty, who would be a respected man, and I know, and he said that it was square ball all day because if you look at the way the ball came across, he didn't. He had to jump. He was standing. He had to jump from a standing position. He was standing flat forward. He was standing like he didn't come in at, at speed, and that's how that's how he judged. Yeah, as was so, Alan said earlier, that if he had run into the square, he would have ended up in the net with the ball. His momentum he, would have took him in. If he was coming running from twenty one yards out or whatever, like his whole momentum, he him and ball would have ended up in yeah, there. Yeah, it didn't. And that's, and that's what the, that's what the umpire said to me as well. He said, if you watch, if you watch, he said he had to actually sort of frog jump. Yeah, to slap the ball into the net. And we said, look, that's, what, that's what he was judging. Like, we we can go back and look at things, and that's yeah, the good thing about yeah. our end of it, you know. But like, you look at the astroturf now with the goals. He was standing on the astroturf, so like that that's a giveaway, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but look, these are small margins, but big calls, big you know what I mean? Like margins. the small margins. I mean, like with, where do I, we with the courtesy of the astroturf, we can see that, you know what I mean? But like, your umpire six yards away from me, do you know what I mean? I know things are fast. You're trying to watch everything, but. At the end, that's what you're there to do. You know, like we've been critical with other umpires here now. There's some of them are they're fairly high up umpires. They've done a lot of stuff around, you know, through, through their times. But if it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah, look, and that's again, there's fine margins. You would look at, le- at least how this one, both teams are getting another boy hit the cherry. Yeah, I suppose that's all you can take from that, you know. Like we did a penalty call as well. Yeah, there was a penalty call, you know, at the time in open play. I would have said a penalty all day, to be honest. Well, I taught myself it was steps when I went back and looked at it. No, he had done, he done yeah. right, and he, like he ended up, and like Garrett was. Garrett was sure it was a foul, you know. What I mean, but he just went in to get reassurance. What was it, inside or outside? He blew so, the whistle as a foul. No, he did. Yeah, he blew it. You know, I mean, as I said, you know, by the blow of the whistle, he was he was yeah. adamant to the foul, as you said. But it's where it was was the question. Yeah, but it was given just outside. And as I said, look, if if all these things hadn't happened, we wouldn't be going down to another feast of football. Oh minutes, yeah, so. that's it. Like and then like we just hit on another few yards in it. Like the the other red card in the middle of the field. The chap got a black card for. For giving away, it was a black card, you know. But then, obviously, he said something to the ref that the ref didn't agree with. And if, if it, what he heard was what he said, 
I think he deserved it. If I was a referee in there, I wouldn't have listened to it either because you can't be... You can't be doing that, lads. You can't be doing that, lads. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're taking the, the long, lonely walk off, you know, but that's yeah, the way it goes. That's it. Things were bad enough. They were getting the, the man replaced. Yeah. And they couldn't get him replaced then. Yeah. Was worse. And at that stage, it probably looked like the judges thought were beaten, to be honest. Yeah. But you know they I mean? conceded and the goal at that stage. Any yeah. extra time, a goal, a goal is a long yeah, way you'd back. A, you'd imagine the goal at that stage was going to be the, the big score of the day, like, you know. And again, the jurors, but the jurors completely took over. Yeah, they actually owned the last couple of minutes of, of extra time. Like it was, it was just, and even the last kick, the kick out came out, and it looked like they were going for another free again. I think Andrew Marr was tangled up in a tangle of legs, and it looked like he was going to get a free. He picked the ball up between his knees. I'm told. Yeah, the throw in was far. Ball was thrown in, and it was blown up. But as I said again. If all these things went, we wouldn't be facing into another feast of football. Yeah. Well, so. another funny thing now I asked, we were giving out about the sun was in the was in the keeper's eyes. Now, I know you always said, Emmett, we can't do anything about the sun. And correct, we can't, right. It'd be in so, the keeper's eyes, though. You'd be in the keeper's eyes. Well, I think <laughs> I, I'd rather lo- try to look after the goalkeeper quicker in that situation than the keeper. And that's not being ignorant either now, right? But there, I think there's, there's a lot of pressure there at that time. And I also said, why did you pick that goal? And I... I was told why, and it was a very, very valid point, because if you were to go to the other end of the field, there are people can stand behind that goal, cars can drive by the back of that goal, you know what I mean, there is obstructions, there is things to put you off, at the other end there is nothing, you know what I mean, and it's a very valid point, and that never never dawned on me at all, you know, so fair play to for that to be taken into consideration. That's why you're not a referee, Alex. Well, I don't think it lasts last long. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You would have been out with the lad that got sent off for yeah. abusing him. <laughs> everyone everyone yeah. else has been refereeing you and him. Um, so that, that match is replayed this Saturday. As we said, it's down for Ockram. Weather conditions and all that could, could play an effect on it. It could be moved. Emmett, are we going to get another 80 minutes of football? Oh, 80 minutes. We'd take it, wouldn't we? We would take it. If we get 60 as good as well, anything like what we had last week, we'll take it with both hands because... You know, so it, it'll all depend now how, how the lads come out of this as well. You know, we said Philip Healy went off. He didn't appear back for extra time. I'm wondering, is, is there an eagle there? Is there a problem there? Like, it's big recovery week now, you know. Players won't be doing a lot now this week. It'll only be probably meeting a little bit of a kick around, trying to get fresh. You know, what effect will have had on Kieran Hyland maybe as well, you know. Why will Wayne Callaghan be back? You know, he didn't play. He was a big loss for, for Blessington. You know, will Gavin Murray appear? You see, you know, these are all questions that have to be answered, you know, but it's, look, how do you call it after the last day? You know what I mean? It's, you know, we thought going in the last day, we might have known something, but you're not, you're actually none the wiser now. All you know is they're two very good football teams going to to talk. Yeah, look what I've not much else to say now. Honest to God, I think it was very enjoyable. A few lads said to me that the Tahoe was very boring and it wasn't a good game. I said, I don't know what game you're looking at, lads, because it had everything in it. Everything. End to end. And both teams left everything on the field. Like I say, you're talking probably the two of the quickest and fittest teams in the county of of what well, to bring to the two, field. Two of the three, probably. Anyway, two well, of the yeah, yeah, well, no, well, just I mean, after they're running, like, yeah. Pats can bring several different <laughs> different avenues, you know what I mean? But I, I just... Like we, we had said like they're both kind of the same only I think uh, Blessington have a bit more power and like we won't go back on ourselves we've said that all along you know yeah and look I suppose uh, just to echo your point earlier Alan about people keyboard warriors and that sort of stuff saying that there's nothing in the club I'd encourage you to get out on Saturday and go to that game of course we'll be providing commentary but nothing beats being there be there to watch that because it was an absolute belter 
Yeah, and just on about keyboard warriors, there was a few lads writing like we can't stop you writing stuff on pages like, but like there's some nonsense going up there. Like <laughs> one lad there wrote up, he said, uh, "All the fixtures committee, they should be shot." Well, you're more than welcome to come in here and trash this out and talk about it if you want. We'll take a phone call. I think you know who we're, um, we're talking about. So I've no problem talking about any issues you have whatsoever. But like, don't hide behind the screen because we're not. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. Look. That. That's it. Yeah. Alan. Um Part of the fixtures, I think the fixtures have been done well this year. Not just saying that because you're here, but I think the fixtures have done well. So, yeah, um, of course, everyone wants to get involved. It wasn't, wasn't me that sent that in, now, by the way, just in case. <laughs> Look, we're going to move on. Under a different alias. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on to intermediate. Uh, we'll stay on Saturday. Uh, Kilmack won 12 to 9 points winners over Carnew. Kilmack getting, again, an important goal. Robert Conan, um, just before half time, the championship minutes of the game. Kilmack. Probably a little bit comfortable throughout the game. They could keep Carney at arm's length for the second half, Emmett. Yeah, look, I think you know, I think they're a really well balanced outfit, Kilmack. I think, you know, I thought Carnew might bring a little bit more. Possibly, Carnew started fairly well, but the two goal chances didn't take either. Never looked like trouble in the goalie then after that, to be honest. And you know, Kilmack just played really well in this game. They just. As you said, it was arm's length stuff. You know, can you struggle for scores from play? I mean, it's it's two weeks in a row not going back on the hurling. I think, you know, between hurling and football, over two hours in two semi-finals and you didn't score 10 points from play or in or around it between the two. And that's, you know, that's a telling statistic really at this stage of the year. You can't, you just can't be going down that road. Once you get to these big games, you have to be producing. And look, I think can you... I honestly think they were they were just beaten by a better team here. I think Kilmack were just better balanced all over the field. They were stronger. You know, I, I just don't think Carnew had answers in the right place, to be honest. They didn't, but they had... Like, I don't think they tried to solve some of their problems. Like, they put um, Young Dial on Simon Dial to try, like, which is one of their engines. It's Jack, isn't it? Jack. Jack, like, and he done a very, very good job in the first half. Honestly, just a, a small lapse of, i say, tiredness and... Uh, keeping his head in the game for, for the last minute of the first half and he got on the ball with Cohen to say up the goal you know and the one two straight down in the middle there you know but other than that he had done a very very good job in Simon Dial and in the second half like I thought he was gassed you know what I mean like so I'll try to change her up like and we were talking in the press box and one of the lads said and he pointed out who could you put on him bring Rock out like Rock was doing a good job but bring him out and put him on him like because Rock is f- f- full of running you know what I mean and get someone else into the back line there to, to show her up what was going on like because that they're, they done one of the main things, they stopped their fouling. I know we were laughing at me there the other day, but like, they stopped Sam Callahan. he never kicked one free. Like that's, I'd say that's the first game in the championship that chap hasn't kicked a free. He got one point from play. You know, and fair play to Carnew for doing that. They, 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 shut, they shut down all avenues and stopped. Their, their discipline was very good. But near the end of the game, you see like they were jumping and chopping, trying to get things back on track. And he, they took off Conal McRae. Like I, I, I just said no. Because uh, he's one of the lads that take, he's a runner, he's a powerhouse, you know. You, look, you probably weren't getting enough out of, out of him at the time, but you're looking for a goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your tongue is out for a goal and you bring back on Killian Gilligan and take off Connell. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't add up with me either now, to be honest. Like, you know, if you put the two of them inside and drive in a few balls to them, the chances are you could get a goal chance before it's over. I just think even around the midfield, I just think we, you know, I, I think a lot of the Carnew lads were gassed. I think... Just for as long as they could, they stayed with this team, and I just think Kilmack eased away from them. To be honest, they I did. They just pulled away and pulled away. Yeah. Breaks. We didn't win a lot of primary possession, even. You know, 
you know, like Sean Murphy has been brilliant all year up and you know, he's came in in a whirlwind, but like he came up against a seasoned player there, the Robert Cons you know, he came up against a, a player. And just just as it was just you know, and he's an inexperienced chap still as well, like, you know, and he'll he'll find his feet. Like there's oh, no he's doubt. A fine chap. Yeah, he is. and there's no doubt about that. But like it's just that level now, you know, like he's went from playing junior B football to the top end of intermediate in about six weeks here, like, you know what I mean? And, and if you're very ahead in your shoulders, you're going to use all your experience to bring him around that park. Yeah, yeah, you know, and look, it's just little things like that, but, you know, I, I just think, you know, Gavin Burke was immense in that second yeah. half. He was centre-back, he just carried them forward all day long. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable, like, like, we just had no one. We were talking about Simon Dial and Jack. But the fullback as well, again, like we said, like, like he. We just had no one to lay love on him, you know. And look, uh, the O'Callaghan's, they are what they are. They're brilliant players all over the field, you know. But I just, like, I just think they wore Carnew down, wore him out, and just as you said, just played at a harm's end. I think if the game had went on for another five minutes, it could have been any score. It would, because, because the three, three, yeah. min, three, three points in three minutes, the 30, yeah. the 30th minute, the 33rd minute, they, they got three scores. Yeah, you know I what just mean? think Carnew were, they were just out on their feet at that stage. Yeah. They were pressing forward, trying to get an important equaliser, a goal, like try equaliser, but like, like, Kamak just, just able to kick on. I suppose early on, there was a goal chance, first attack for Carnew, Brendan McRae, it took a shot to took the flag out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it was inches you know, again. Inches like, again. Like it was just one of them if you know, if it goes in different game completely, it just didn't went wrong side of the post, you know. Look worked done great work to get in behind and, and get his chance and as you said, it's just it's the inches you're talking about at semi final stages and it's it's very tight and and like they done hard work again, they got in on the byline there. Connell, Connell, I think it was Connell come flying down the Herb's end and just fisted the pa- pass across the goal. And Killian just couldn't get on the end of it. Um, he's a bit like myself. He's low to the ground, you know, and he just couldn't get a hand on it. And he had to recycle the ball out, and Connell got a point off it, you know. But um, like they, they were, they're all, they're opening minutes were showing serious promise. Yeah, you know? yeah. Look, and look at I suppose if they were going to take this Kilmac team, they had to do that, but they had to take every sniff <coughs> they were going to get. You know what I mean? Like Carnew probably would have wanted four, five, six points at half time. Yeah. Because Kilmack were going to come strong again. But like this this Kilmack team now I won't say under the radar, like they've topped their group. You know, they've beaten Carnew in a semi final, it's still Carnew in a the semi final, they're in a final, you know, and they're pretty much I'm not gonna say they haven't got how second gear, like, but they're just they're just taking along really nicely, like they're at a good level, they, they don't they haven't been under pressure coming out of a serious group and, yeah. and winning the semi-final, to be like, fair. They got into 12 score, scoreable positions. They scored 1-12, right? They kicked 12 wides. Yeah. You know, that, like that tells its own that story. Tells its own story, like the pressure they're putting on. Like the first four attacks to four wides, you know. Started the second half, they brought on that Redden fella. Done very, very well. Causing all sorts of problems in there. They couldn't handle him, you know. And he racked up two wides and Malai got one as well. So the three wides at the start of the second half as well, you know. But like, I know, let's just say, no, you're creating the chances, but still... You only scored 13 and you missed 12. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be a worry, but again, is it that big a worry? I know, yeah. But <laughs> you know, because but, they're Well, very, it could be if you're losing. Yeah, well, that's it, but they're very tight at the back as well. Like, you know, only nine points. Well, was John Cabin a four freeze? Did they pick up five? Three from freeze in one play, was it? Three from freeze. Well, I think, look, it's probably only four or five points from play anyway, but, like, keeping a team to nine scores. Like, to be fair to... To be fair to this Carnew team, like... 
for one of the first times in our history we can say it's a team of forwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have John Cavanagh, Killian Gilligan, the McRae's, like yeah. you know, Jack Dyle was positioned on Simon Dyle. He probably um, wasn't. Young John, young Dyle Jr. Young John Dyle Jr. You know, we have forwards like and yeah. they were kept to nine points and you know, like that that's a fairly sleek outfit. Can Mac have at the back? I know they they probably get more the plaudits up front. But like they're very good. They're man Keen Rafferty there in the full back line as well. Like they're they're very strong. They're very good. Yeah, no, they're definitely they're very, very strong. They're gonna play the other table toppers still in, in the final thirteen points to nine winners over Kilcool. Like you said, Emmett, two teams come through unbeaten all year, deserve to meet in the final. Yeah, they do, and like this, you know, this Dunlavin team, now they top their group as well unbeaten. Like it's it's good to see the two best teams, I suppose, in the final. Sometimes you know, a third place can catch someone out, you know, in a quarter final or something. But look, I just think, you know, I think Kilcoal got as far as they got and they were they've been really good value for it, but I just think they couldn't answer a few questions on, on Sunday. I just think they were found out a little bit. You know, the, I think they panicked a little bit as well at the end when the game was in. They went long with sort of crazy high balls in on top of Danny Kavanagh when you know, there still was lots of time in the game to maybe work a score or two. I just think that I hit the panic button a little bit. But, like, it's been a fantastic year for Kilcoe. Like, they've done really well. And, like, this Dunlavin team, you know, Keno Sullivan was probably held. He was well marshaled. Shane Carty steps up and he has a great day. You know what I mean? It's, mm. they, they have, again, they have options in around there and they're dangerous. And, you know, Owen Murta came to the middle of the field, played really well out there. He handled a lot of all. You know, it's a good team. Like, we're talking about very Kamak have three very very good forward, three good midfielders. They play in a little triangle between Malloy and, and Melvin and Conan. Like Ronan Keddy was immense for Kilcoe the other day. Like like you know, Donavan sort of struggled and yeah. struggled to be with his influence really. And his athleticism as well. Like he carried the, probably the, the the killer thing for Ronan was he was receiving a lot of ball very deep. And by the time he had opened his legs, he was still only at their half hour line. I think that was a lot. You know, he went very deep to get. He had to go very deep to get ball against this Dunlavin team. And yeah, but like they struggled against his athleticism. Well, I thought know. the game started very, very quick. I, I said, "This is going to be a belter," and it, it died a little bit for me. Now I, I was expecting, I was expecting a better game. You know, but like I just think Kilcoole have done very, very well where they are. They, they have a fair play to them. You know, but like Dunlavin is their second final in three years. Right, so like they're, they're they're showing serious promise. Look at their panel. I think there was only twenty four or something. Not even that twenty was a tugged out or on the, on the named on the on the Kilcoe team sheet, something like that. And like the other, the Dunlavin had a full full contingent, you know. So like Dunlavin or Kilcoe are working off limited numbers as well. Now they've they've a good they've a good starting fifteen. They've a very good starting fifteen. You know they're in the junior C final. You know so like they're trying to maybe. I don't know how many come up to that, like, but you're, you're stepping up, you're stepping up three grades there, lads, as well. So, you, you know, you want to be an exceptional footballer. But, um, like, they're missing Laddie O'Brien. I think that's, he's gone for good now. He's done his back in, and if that's a big loss to them. That was their centre yeah, centre forward. Yeah, when you're working off that sort of a panel as well, like, every injury is a massive blow. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're, you're, especially at this time of the year. You know, if you pick up an injury in the group stage, you might get over it. You know? yeah. You'll get to semi-final stage when you're missing a player like Laddie for for an hour in a semi-final it's a huge loss like you know and, and few teams very few teams at intermediate level could take a loss like that to yeah. be fair like you know like Jonathan Tallinn is probably one of the best tacticians that is in the game or Jonathan Daniel sorry at the, at the present minute Jonathan Tallinn yeah but he's more of a hurling man <laughs> but uh, like and Kilcoe have given the biggest fright they've got 
this this yeah, years so far, you know. I I think I think Kilcole might have used up their fright. Yeah. That night in Ashford, I don't think that that stood to him. I think Dunlavin were very wise to him. That and night, I'd say I then Jonathan went home and sat down and watched yeah. and watched and watched and he said, "Lads, this is not happening again." Yeah. You yeah, know. And I'd say maybe that I'd say I just I just got that feeling like you know when when a team puts you to the pin of your collar like that and you possibly weren't expecting it. You know, you don't get bit twice. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and they just went to back and they went back and done their home. And like just when the game is getting that little bit tight, you're able to bring in Daniel Dawson, you're able to bring in Gary Allen, you know, like the two fair men to bring into a game, yeah, game you yeah. know. At, at again we're still saying at high intermediate level, yeah. like they're two they're so two good players to be coming in there, yeah. you know. Gary Allen was county footballer for Daniel Dawson definitely would have been only for injuries and that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, he's he was minor captain at one stage for a week though. Serious talent to be bringing in. Um Dunavan we were saying in commentary in the uh, in the second half, there was a shot hit the crossbar and bounced down and out off the line. Looked like it was over. They could have almost ruled that miss, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it again. Fine margins at all. Like we were, we were trying to slow it down even after, and we were we still weren't that sure. But it did look that had bounced in and back out. But again. I'm it happened not, that quick I'm not going to even go down the line that an umpire should have seen it because we couldn't see it no. and we couldn't see it on the slow-mo which you're looking so, <laughs> so like you're, not, you know so there definitely no it happened that quick it was an absolute belter of a shot and it just I'd say it was out before anyone knew it hit the crossbar nearly which you are not, no one even contested it it happened no, that no, quick no, you know so. but uh, like I think the, this final is set up to be great it's like uh, Jonathan Daniels trained Kilmichanock Couple of years ago, you know, the, he won a junior A, with them. He won a junior a, right? Like, like the last time Kill McCann played in the intermediate final was 19 and 59, and the opposition was done laughing. Yeah, so it's you know, a message come in the other day to like 60 years on. So, like, it's, it, <laughs> I think it's like the two, I think the two best teams are in the final, you know, I think, and I think it's going to be absolutely. Is there anyone still on a Honda? There's one lad, but the hamstrings are him. <laughs> I think that Dan O'Gorman. <laughs> That's a knee issue for him. Um, yeah, that wraps. We're going to do a sort of a comprehensive preview of those finals next week. We'll probably take a quick break, Alan, will we? And we'll, we'll go back into the junior and we'll discuss about your uh, your picks for last week's games. Uh, Emmett, we'll I discuss them. We'll yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back to you there in, in a minute. Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more on beds, mattresses, sofas, furniture, and rugs. Murphy Liquidation Furniture.ie. David Blake, physical therapist in Healy, for comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions, including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs, and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organisations at club, county and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087-906-2150. That's 087-906-2150. Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more. With stores in Tala, Nace, Funclody, Carlo, Gorey, and Wexford Town. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 863. 
with Murphy Liquidation Furniture. New stock arriving each week in all six stores. MurphyLiquidationFurniture.ie for more. Welcome back to our weekly podcast. But it's going to be two this week. But yeah, our weekly podcast. We're going to discuss football. We're discussing football tonight. We're going to move on to Junior A now. Um, Saturday night on Toker defeated uh, Shlela Kulboy in the quarter final. Uh, the scoreline, Alan, do you have it written down there? Scoreline? Yeah. I well, it was 2-11 to 8 points. Sorry, I was just trying to find there and all that. It was 2-11 to 8 points in uh, rain-soaked bottom glass. Um, Alan, goals, a, a cracking goal. Goal, goals win games, as the lad says, and this this goal that uh, Untalker got there in the second half is worthy of winning any game. It's wor- worthy of winning any game. It was an absolute scream. I worked out with the fence up, up along the line. And 16 that come on for a sub. Name has got by me there now at the minute. Cullen. Oh, Shane Cullen, I think it was. He just come in off the left-hand side onto his right boot. Stuck her into the bottom corner now. Laurie Cullen was at full stretch. He's pulled off monster saves this year, but he was at full stretch to try to get fingers to it. But it was a rocket. An absolute rocket. Now, Shalala Kobay, they're depleted with a few injuries. They're, uh, Dan Nolan was suspended. Um, and Toker, as far as I know, they were full strength. Like, you had Brendan Kennedy again, centre-back. And you had uh, Conor Burke. Come out around with eleven on his back again. Come out around the field again. The two of them, Connor Davis. Oh, sorry, Connor Davis. There, the two of them are pulling all the strings in there. They really, really are. You know, look, but they, they some amount of experience. Sorry for getting the names wrong there. I'm getting slapping the ear here now as well. But um, like Shlele Kobay started the brightest. First or second ball went in. Boom, boom, got on the end of it. Now very near having the goal, and he hit the side net. And now the conditions were horrid, but they were for both sides. You know, um, but I uh, like it would have uh, on talker side went seven points to one up. You know, and then half time it was seven five. I think it was going in. Um, so like the to say, Shalala Kawhi got back into it. I think on talker let them back into it. Really, you know. Yeah, well, I'd agree with you. I'd agree you know, with you. I think they did. I thought when the chips were down on talker players, I thought Brendan Kennedy carried the ball of defence. Connor Davis dropped back, carried ball of defence. Gavin Fogarty carried ball of defence. Like, when they needed them to do it, they done it. And they were, and they were, they were just. They, they always had them just at arm's length, and whenever they thought they were just about to close the gap. They just pulled away again. Now, I said it last week, I didn't think that Shalala Kubai were going to win it. I don't think they had the panel to win it. They looked, they looked to me, they looked tired. You know, um, they've had a long season. Like, I won't say they were unfit. I don't think, they just looked tired. They looked gassed. Um, a few big games were taking a lot out of them. Now, but they have to go away and hold their head high. Like, they're after winning two cups out of three. You know, so it's been a, a phenomenal year to them. Like, they've won the league. They were like, but I think they went through the league a little bit too easy. Like, Ennis Gary was our first big step at the start of the year and they didn't come away with their result. They lost one or two points, I think it was. But they went in and they kind of overturned every other team fairly convincingly. So, like, I thought they should have went in when they, before the championship, go away, get a few serious practice matches and maybe get get yourself handed on the plate there. Do you know what I mean? Do you no harm? Do you no harm? Like, there's no point. Like, a winning mentality breeds success. We always say that. But still, it can come back. You can yeah. learn more in defeat sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, how do you react when you're five or six points down with five or with ten minutes to go, you know, like that's that's what makes how you react. And I showed that again, Valley Mount, like they just weren't able to put it away. You know, they were very nearly getting done by Ockram. Like they went and won again Hollywood, but then they got absolutely destroyed by Blessing. Yeah. You know, but like in saying that, like we go back to Untalker, I think they're they're moving well. They're moving very very well. They're up now again again in Baron Derrick. Baron Derrick has bet them already, and the other semi final is Valley Mount and Blessing in that right. So, like, they're, it's set up well now. This championship is taking a long it time. Is. There's four serious teams left in that. Like, 
we, we've spoke about Valley Mount probably before being probably we think maybe a little bit of a step ahead but it's really in the melting pot now it this is. championship like you know some of these teams have all turned one another over at the, these stages and they, yeah. it's, a, it's a big one now you know, yeah. you know everyone is two hours away from a cup here now and it's massive yeah like yeah, I think Toker will have learned a lot from their match with Barnard as you mentioned as well those are the games you learn a lot from, and that that'll be a, a good one. That that semi final on this week, Alan, isn't it? Yeah, the two the two of them are on this weekend as far. They have to be on this weekend because yeah. the final is the following weekend. So, um, well, we may as well preview those games as well here. Yeah. Um, like we will be discussed. Sorry, Blessington and Bolton. Last Blessington won that pretty comfortably in the end. Um, Kevin Quinn's going eight points again. Two matches in a row, he got eight points apiece. Like that's sixteen scores there for the chap. He's he, like yeah, we were saying, how is it? How is he not on the on the senior panel? I, I think now, as far as I know, it's his own decision. He wants to stay with the junior A's because he it's maybe it's doing more for himself. And I think fair play to you. You know what I mean? Like um, Murray is not agreeing. Maybe not. You know, <laughs> and you, you want the point Saturday evening there or Sunday evening in Ockram or maybe Saturday evening coming. You know what I mean? To get on the end of it, let it with sixteen under his belt for. From uh, and a good few from play, you know, but like he he has it every way. Like I said it already. I think don't build a team around him or anything like that. But he's definitely one for the future. He really, really is. You know, I think he is a phenomenal footballer. He has it every way. We all know he's a nephew of Kevin O'Brien, so like it's it's in his genes. You know what I mean? Or it's in his heart. Don't be smart. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, you know, like he's he's a great great baller. He even showed it with the with the hurling the following weekend or as well or the weekend before. The junior A. The junior a. Like when you're when you're wanting for a lad with legs and five or six minutes to go, up he pops and he just ran that into the ground. But now don't forget, like that's not he's not the whole team. He's not the whole package. Like like the, the blessing inside are, are a massive outfit. And I think this game against Valley Mount, it. It's a cracker, and I think Valley Mount, one of the teams that they wouldn't want to see coming until the final, you know, because like, Valley Mount are strong too. And Valley, Valley Mount have already beat him. Valley Mount will want to be at the peak of their powers here to beat this place. They will because by that, the looks of all results going, they're knocking on the door. Uh, this is their third final they're trying to get into. And if they lose this, like I said, it's going to leave a bad mark in, in some lads' heads, you know. I mean, how do you keep coming back? Like, how do you keep coming back out there in the, in the Februarys and the Marches to do all the hard training to go? Like, it, it, it's it's all destroying, like. Uh, Valley Mount bet less than 218 to six points in the group stage. I, I can't, personally, I can't see it going no. that extreme the next time. I actually think Kevin Kevin Quinn was away at that stage. I think he was away on holidays. Now, once again, we're coming back to the one one player, but like he's a he's a fair fair owner. And looking, I I'd like to go back and I will go back for the crack now and check the team sheet to see what what's the differences or the slim, sim, similarities, you know, just for the for the heck of it. Yeah, no, that that be that be worth doing. Um, yeah, I, I I'm going to go with with Valley. I'm going to stick with Valley Mount, but I think it'll be. Two to three points rather than now you're you're picking a team and you're going for the score as well, bit the bit the holy man. <laughs> well, someone has to show you how to do it because you only got three out of eight last week. How many did you get, Emmy? You got seven, was it? Seven, and oh. well, like I did pick Blessing and in the other one and said it'd be very tight, but like I did think that the game was supposed to finish. So I I got six out of eight. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Alan got three. Alan, work away. <laughs> yeah, where are we? And we'll go back to the week before that when I got him nearly all right and you wouldn't bother saying about that. What well, week, week was that? Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Practice matches. Yeah. All right, fire shots, boys. Load her up. I'm going to get shot anyway, seemingly. So, <laughs> but yeah, so then we're on to the, as we said, on Talker and Baron Derry. You're not going to give a prediction on your blessing then? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go blessing then. I'll go Valley Mount on that one. I think, they've, I 
think they'll weather the storm and it could be it could serve them well for the rest of it yeah Two. two to one there. Uh, the other game then is going to <laughs> just headbutts coming at me here. The other game, Baron Darry get on Toker. This one is going to be uh, very, very tight. They met earlier in the year, and you were at that one. I was at that one. Baron Darry started, uh, well, on Toker started a little bit quicker in that game, but Baron Darry got back into it in the first half. It was in Avondale. Uh, Michael Murphy was immense that day with from dead balls, which he has been all year. Um, Andrew Cavden as well, popping up uh, with a goal. Um, but then Michael Murphy got black carded. But uh, Untalker were going well. I'm, if I'm right, I think it was level at half time. But Untalker only come out and scored a goal in the second half. Like, and they they've definitely went back. They they've regrouped. They've got their put their shoulders to the wheel, as we keep saying at times. And they went out the next day, and they bet St. Pat's fairly convincingly down in Newcastle. But like to score only score a goal in football in a, in, a, in a half in championship, like you know you have to have a real good look at yourself. And fair play to them, they did. But let's not take it away from Baron Darrick. Baron Darrick are at the top in the group as well, you know. And I think they're going to take serious stopping. I really do. They're, they're a fair outfit. I'm, I'm going to go for Baron Darrick on this one. Well, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm looking. I haven't seen <coughs> any of the Junior A matches now this year, to be honest. But I just think on Talker seem to be peaking nicely. I think that's a good win against Shalala Coolboy. I know we're saying they were missing a few. Dan would be a big loss to him. But I just think that's a good victory in heavy conditions against him. And I think I just... I think on talk I might sneak this one. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Emmett on this one as well. I, I think he's coming into this one in form, and he's got seven out of eight. You only got three. Um, I just think their game management the last day was much better. I've seen them win a dogfight in the league as well against Ban I just, I just think they have that about them. There's no disrespect to Brandari, but I just think on talk will be more battle hardened now after getting over the last game. And I think Brandari had a bad result in their last group stage, and then. You'd wonder how much the intermediate final in Hurling's taken out of them as well. So, I just think in the last match they were caught a little bit uh, like a rabbit in the headlights. I think they were expecting a little less, out, and that's no disrespect to Ashford, a little, a little less out of them, you know. And Ashford turned up and it was a draw. But um, I'm going to change my tactics, lads, from here on out. I'm going to peak last from now on because I think it, it's just a small bit of bullying going on here, lads, and I'm just not, I'm not up to it. No. <laughs> We just want to give the people a chance, letting yeah. you go first, and then we give you the real tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we move on. Um, the Junior B results for we were calling them out as they came through to us last Thursday on our on our podcast. Avondale two seven, Avoca fourteen points, knocking on a one ten, and a scary two fourteen. Um, we mentioned them a little bit. Do you want to discuss? You heard? Yeah, look at just Sarah. I think I think knocking on it. I was just talking to a few, a few people there the other day that they actually felt it was a game they were bet by seven points but they could have won. Mm. Um, I think it was they, they played really well in the first half against the wind and were bang there. I think they were near enough level at half time but I think it was a good second half performance from from uh, Ennis Gary. A really good second half performance. I think they missed a few uh, not going to blaming themselves anyway for missing a few guilt edge chances. And maybe giving away a goal as well. But um, look, Ennis Gary, you know, and Avoca in the Ennis final. Ennis Gary, second final in three years. Uh, and Avoca was in it like second, second in final in two years. So, like, you know, you know the, the, the two of them have been banged there in the last couple of years. And to be fair, like two first teams in a final as well, it's good to see it, you know. I know Avondale, not going to think about that. But like, it is it is good to see. And I think Avoca really pulled, like, Eddie Leonard was very happy. I was talking to him Sunday. They really pulled off a great victory. They, 
they kicked the last three or four points there to come back against a very good Avondale team. And I wore a look, and once again, yes, I I had picked them, Kev. I were me me, me pick it. Uh, the tournament for the junior bees very very strong they lost Colin Percy um, to a red card to a yellows like that was a big loss to them you know yeah, Ryan Cal wasn't playing either there you are like yeah. the, the two of their main players for the whole year and the forwards like fair play to Seamus McGrainer like ever ready will he keep going like you know what I mean like pops up with an old major himself again yeah. you know fair play to him and you have to give him credit for credit is due um, but like uh, the two teams coming into this Dennis Carey like we won't bother doing tips this tonight on on this one. We will give her tips next week when the finals on. You were going to give your tip there, were you? You just took the microphone off me. Seemingly, I'm not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> right, we move on to Junior C. Uh, took a turn for the worst. It's here. taking over, lads. <laughs> we're falling now here. Junior C uh, semi-finals. Kulkeno won six to Kulkul seven sixteen, and Saint Pat's three thirteen to four point winners over Baron Darig. I was at the St. Pat's game. I was really impressed with, with George B. I think he left maybe one, two or one, three out there. But he was the same the night before against Airog as well. He was very, you're just waiting for him to take someone asunder. Like he's, he's, yeah, I think he probably kicked three or four wides that night as well. But he was on fire. Like he's, he's pace to burn. He's, he's a really good footballer. He's a cornerback's nightmare. He is. He nightmare. Because he's low to the ground. He's, yeah, he is that. Like myself. You're just a nightmare. <laughs> 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 we re-record this, will we? <laughs> um, yeah, look, he's a really good player. But that Pat Steven, like, they still have Jim Cavan in the middle of the field there as well. Kick you know, three uh, points outside the boot. You swear he was playing all year. Yeah, Andy, centre-back. Like, yeah. you know, they're strong all over the field. And John Connors in full power, taking the breeze as well. They're a well-balanced team. Like, and look, the two results in the in the semi-finals, like Kilcoole, we can't forget we're in this final last year as well. So, like, they're coming back, you know, and, and a little bit more of an edge as well there. They're a strong side. Mick Neary over Pats. No, they're, they're a strong, yeah, Mick Neary over Kilcoole Pats. Kilcoole in the final, so yeah. it'll be interesting on a lot of fronts. But, like, all the Kilcoole match there, like, they were far, fair play to Kilcoole. There were a few young lads on it and a few veterans as well. Um, but Kilcoole are very, very strong. Like, the Jordan Murray, as I talked about the last day, he... Popped up there with a few serious scores, and you Connor Scullion, I think it was in the full forward line there. He he sent in two bombs, and he tried to say to us that he meant them for the drop into the back of the net. I don't think so, Connor. Now I don't think so. I'm gonna have to. I do go be a disagreement, lads, but I'm gonna have to disagree with that as well. They were definitely shots for for points. But look at you got half better. You got the scores you wanted. But look at you ran out far far convinced the winners. But I think this is going to be a good final, lads. This yeah. is going to be a good one. Final, yeah. I, I don't think it's going like it's it's a junior C final, but I think it's going to be a, a higher standard than junior C. If yeah. if you know what I mean, like I think it's going to be entertaining as well because uh, there's like th- there's some good footballers on this. Yeah. There is. Outside, yeah. It's going to be real. Yeah. Some of the matchups will be good. Be well worth watching. You know. Yeah, and you say like. Pats are out of hurling, so they're going for glory, you know, like, and they will be, like, they're fit, they're, they're, they're strong, they're physical, but equally so are, so are the Kilcoal side, you know. Well, I'd be, I'd be very interested. i seen James Cavan was listed at 32 on the programme on Sunday in the senior. I'd be interested to see, you know, get through the junior C final next week. <laughs> will he be on? He'll definitely be in their thoughts, I'd say, for the senior final. Oh, he will, if he's, if he's trained away, I mean be on the panel if he wasn't training away so it will it'll definitely be in their mind I'd say I don't, I don't he is he's a serious junior C footballer to be having you know it'd I mean? like, be no issue for him to go up five grades in this case like, yeah. you know he's going up junior C to well, senior he's be no, that team yeah. years ago so yeah and like he's he, he hasn't lost it from what I, I know he was away for two years he hasn't lost 
lost it one bit. Um, I think we're going to leave it leave it there at that now for tonight. That's the end of the football. We'll be back on uh, Thursday night with with our hurling preview. We're going to the final preview. We might have even have a special guest in that night as well. And um, we we'll go through all our tips for the week. We didn't get to do uh, football and rugby around us, but we we get around to that. We'll have that coming in the future. But for the moment, we'll leave you and we'll be back on Thursday night. Just keep an eye on our Facebook for any competitions and highlights and all that going up. We'll have commentary next weekend. If you're not going to listen in Thursday night, we'd like if you did, but we'll have commentary and all that on all the games next weekend. So. I'm heading out to the shooting range now for Lent to take uh, target practice at me. Jeez, I'll warm you up. Let me out first. <laughs> I'll hold the gun for you, you pull the trigger. Anyway, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Gary. Yeah, thanks very much. We'll see you on Thursday. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more on beds, mattresses, sofas, furniture, and rugs. MurphyLiquidationFurniture.ie David Blake, physical therapist in Ahili. For comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions, including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs, and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organizations at club, county, and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling, and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087 906 2150. That's 87 906 2150. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture, the store that saves you more. With stores in Tala, Nace, Funclody, Carlo, Gorey, and Wexford Town. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890-429-863. With Murphy Liquidation Furniture, new stock arriving each week in all six stores. MurphyLiquidationFurniture.ie for more.